and we are recording welcome to everyday people or to whatever i decided to call this partosh vedan navjain and welcome to the listener my name is vibhav gupta and we are three people on three different continents and three different time zones uh pari why don't you start by introducing yourself sure hi uh, my name is vibhav gupta oh sorry my name <laughs> this is pari i work at google and i'm currently chewing chewing gum now over to you uh my name is now uh, i also work at a e-commerce company and i'm a stand up comic uh, and i'm also friends with these two guys for more than 10 years so that's also part of my today's qualification i friends or acquaintances i think we became friends like 2 years ago during the thick of the pandemic mm. i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you said that, I started re-examining our friendship. <laughs> no, no, you, you, I agree. For context, I'll just, I'll just add context. Uh, we are friends from college. Uh, we were in college from 2011 to 2014. So brothers, man, brothers, brothers from college. These are uh, two of my closest friends in the world, and I'm really happy to have you guys. I'm glad that we could do this together. Uh, I'm scared as to how, like. what we are trying to do because it's kind of weird to do something formal with you guys so i'm not i'm going to give the mic over back to nav and like here here nav take this mic and please start talking about something else because i'm getting uncomfortable nav make him comfortable please that <laughs> 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 was not good the host of this podcast then move to conversation forward <laughs> okay i i think uh, uh, b- before we started this podcast uh, there was this cool game which vibhav uh, told about i think that's a good game and maybe uh, i think y'all can play about it okay uh, with it you know yeah sure so um basically pull out your phone everybody uh okay we use like a 100 apps on our phone right and i thought it'd be interesting to explore your life from the lens of an app that you use like look through your mm-hmm. phone list find an app that you don't open very often but you have and think about why you have it and share that i'll give you an example um i have on my phone an app that i don't use called aisle a i s l e which is a dating, dating app it's a dating app and i opened it i have gotten a date or two from it but it's been largely miserable and okay. so i just stopped stopped using it but i haven't deleted it yet because you know keep the hope alive pari there are many apps on my phone i don't use but i'll give you an example of an app that immediately pops out which is duolingo I'm with you, Pari. I'm with you, but I do use it after three, four days this every is, time. This yeah. is this is a personal attack. Now, no, you don't. You liar. No, no, I do use it after every three, four days, or maybe after like a week or something. Uh-huh. Something. Oh. No, so let me let me tell you the story. So this is a New Year resolution downloaded app because on Jan first we decided as friends that guys we need to pick up a new language. So we said let's all pick up Spanish. So we downloaded the app and I learned a couple of words. and then reality caught up and i haven't opened the app in like months so yeah that's my app that's my story uh there is one more app i think uh, which you haven't opened up it's known as nikron club <laughs> <laughs> yes that's another app i'm sorry i'm sorry nav you are one to speak about nike <laughs> so okay yeah so all of us have nike run club all of us have duolingo i'm the one with who is actually using both of them por qué paritosh por qué no basically basically if i use both the apps i could have run in multiple languages yes which would, but, which would have uh, been a world first i feel yeah but, but your greatness has been required elsewhere yes the english language still requires me so yeah. i'm thinking about the team thing one two Although, But don't worry, Pari. You are still running away from Duolingo, from <laughs> learning Spanish. So I think you're accomplished. That's how you fuse them together. You're running away from Duolingo. At least I'm running at some level. Hmm. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, if, if I can tell you, of course, I also have Duolingo, but I use it every four or five days or something. Like to learn German, right? But uh, yeah, to learn German. I'm no. already in like A2, but I need to get to B1. That's my my. Yeah, I I know a little bit, but uh, I'm trying to become good at conversational German. It's not like uh, broken sentences or just a few uh, learned, you know, interactions which I have. I want to move beyond that, so I'm trying that. I see. Why? I the apps which I don't use and I still have on my phone completely. I would say for me is this app known as Chess Time. Mm. Uh, it it used to be a chess uh, playing app which I used to use with a lot of my friends. I think I've used it with Webo also at one point of time. I've used it with other friends also, and and this was one of my ways I used to connect with friends. So there used to be a sprints or days or months of my life with. In that time, I am playing chess with these two or three people continuously. Continuously, and so, uh, so the idea behind the app is that you uh, you can make a move. You can set up a game with different parameters, and the normal parameter is. Uh, players have up to twenty four hours to make a move. Right. Oh, I see. So yeah, if you if you just you know casually playing with each other, just make a move within the day. But then, like, if both of you are awake at the same time, and like playing at the same time, then you get like a string of like seven eight moves, and so the dynamic changes. Um, it was fun. Like we got really serious about it, and he taught me three yeah, basic yeah. rules for chess. Which improved my game a I lot. Like, I definitely like the concept of the game because we are we've grown to that age where we can't. It's hard to like you have to f- schedule stuff even if it's your close friends. Yeah. At least this game allows you to continue playing chess. Hmm. Yeah. We, uh, nice. I, I mentioned that we are on three different continents. I don't think we said which one. So Paris is in California. Uh, now California, which is its own continent, you know, North America. Uh, <laughs> now is in Europe. Yes, Germany, and I'm I'm in Asia, India, South, represent South. Um, so represent, represent, Desi boys. Three. Have you heard? Yes. Have you seen those? Did I send you that meme of another white boy with a podcast? Like it's these. <laughs> yeah, I think I really like that meme. It's hilarious. So it's basically clip of some sort of obnoxious. White boy podcast talking about hey if you don't have a Lambo by age twenty five what are you doing, right like that and then it's is these two masked people just singing another white boy with a podcast crypto Jim bro <laughs> it's really good. That's a very important question you should dive into. If you don't have a Lambo by twenty five what are you doing? Remember what are you doing? I think I'm being a normal fucking person. That I don't have a Lambo. I don't even want a Maruti 800. I don't drive, guys. I don't drive. Mm. <laughs> Used to, at the age of 18, hit a couple of things, lost my confidence. What about you guys? Pari, what do you it's want? Bad. Do you want a Lambo? Nah, I don't. Pari, but you, you don't have a Lambo by your current age, 29. What are you doing with your life? Not a lot of things, apparently. Running away from Duolingo, not <laughs> running on the night. Not buying cards, I should be buying. But also, <laughs> I I use Uber and Lyft a lot. Mm. My yeah. my friends tell me that even like this economy, I'm sustaining the business of all the or right of chance. Uber, Lyft, yes. right apps, and I'm sustaining the businesses of uh, food delivery apps because of how much I order online. Food so I'm doing my bit you, for that. Food delivery apps. That you've been a patron for ten plus years from the beginning. Yes, yes. So I'm. So to answer that guy as to what am I doing with my life, I am sustaining the economy. I'm helping the ride-sharing apps <laughs> stay in business. Now, are you sustaining the economy? Are you paying your taxes? Uh, yes, I am paying my taxes. I am, uh, you know, also using uh, Uber or uh, which I use here is Bolt a lot. And, and I think uh, I agree with Pari. Like right now, it, the world is uh, kind of very comfortable and a lot of comfort have been uh, given to people like us also. So you don't have to own a limo, but you can order a fucking Mercedes Benz here uh, on your phone within five minutes or even less, usually within 10 minutes that 
the car arrives. I have never had really a limo or experience that have either of you. <clears throat> Once. How was that experience? Uh, it was decent. Um, it it was it wasn't as glamorous yeah. as we thought it. Would. It's a disco, but seated basically. You can't stand. Yeah. Up. You can't stand up. Yeah, that's that's a part we're missing. Like, had had it had an open roof, we could have gotten out of. Then on a set, it was amazing. But yeah, it was still it was still fun. No complaints. Hmm. I, I don't think I've gone inside a limo yet. I've seen it many times. Maybe I've gone to some other car, but not a limo. But I think even a big bus or a trailer kind of a, a situation can be really fun. I think you, where you can stand also pretty much. Have you ever uh, been in a party bus? Nope. Uh, I've gone inside a bus which became a party bus, but it was not like meant to be party, a party bus. The only party buses I've been in are the ones that saying A B C D E F G H I. <laughs> <laughs> That is the original party bus. The original party yeah. bus. <laughs> Indians' first introduction to a party bus, pretty yes. much. Yes. And every family wanted to take their whole big joint family inside a party bus. After that, I've been on so many trips. I mean, uh, when I was younger, dad took me, like, took the family uh, every three years to some place or the other using that Sterling membership that you and I use, Pari. So I got to see like a few different places and, you know, have poor experiences with restrooms everywhere. Um, but coming back to the apps, now pick another app on your phone and tell us like you haven't used recently. Why? Uh, I won't use my phone now because I'm uh, using the phone for recording, but I'll use my iPad, iPad. And from there. Hashtag optimizing resources. While he's searching, Pari, why don't you talk mm-hmm. about another app? Or you should also look at another app that you've got coming up. I've, I'll talk about one meanwhile. I've got one called Readwise that I have not used at all. Um, It basically syncs anything you highlight on your Kindle. It pulls mm-hmm. that into, <clears throat> into its own reader. And then from there, you can set up a sort of export or something if you wanted. Like, so... I don't like what they're doing. It's like they've got a whole um, service where they'll choose stuff for you to review and like they're, they're trying to gamify it and it's not something I want to gamify and so I've just not used it. But And plus I'm not reading that much that much anyway. Uh, do you find yourself reading a lot nowadays or do you not have time? I, I don't read as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. I have like a mini library in my room which barely gets utilized. So you have a library in your room. I'm surprised actually. This, this is my library I, right here. I have one too, so I understand Pari. Yeah. I mean I I buy I buy books which I really feel like I need to read. But if, if it's an autobiography of like a you know pers- personality who I know a lot about or really admire that I finish very quickly. But the moment it's not an autobiography or a biography, I started read like 20 pages and stop. Mm. I get distracted very easily, which is why I have now switched to reading Vogue, which the Vogue magazine, sorry, not Vogue, Vanity Fair. My apologies. <laughs> I got a Vanity Fair magazine. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't seek it out. Just if you want to know the backstory, I was buying something online. And they said as part of like signing up for, I don't remember which, which, which like what I was buying, but they said as part of signing up, you can uh, buy a bunch of magazines for us at like a discounted rate and you can get four months of subscription. So I signed for a sign up for a couple of them. Vanity Fair was one of them. And even this I haven't read. Although the perfumes that they advertise are really nice. So... (laughs) So yeah, if I could uh, take myself out of like watching deals on Instagram, I could really do some, get some reading done. I I feel like I don't read enough because um I I read so much for my job as a writer, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm I'm constantly reading yeah. anyway. Reading just isn't fun for me, and I cannot relax reading a book. So I play video games. Nav, you were reading a lot, or you were using audiobooks a lot a couple of years ago or last year. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm still uh, reading a lot and um, not using audio book too much, but I still listen to podcasts a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest secret for reading is uh, first, if I really don't like something, I drop it real quick. I'm like, yo, this, I'm not feeling it and I'm not enjoying it. So I'm going to drop it for now. And then sometimes you get tired of reading something for a bit also. So I will drop that thing and start reading something else. So right now I have four, five books, half read, and I'm still reading some of them. Like I will occasionally pick it up and continue it from there. And that's it. So I, I keep switching. It's like changing channels on TV. So you got to uh, keep life interesting. Can't eat same thing every day. So whenever I feel like it's not interesting enough, I drop it. And then later on, if I feel like it, I pick it back. You think? You think books will still be relevant fifty years from now? Yes. 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 Books will and never go away. There is a reason for it. I, I, I will give my take on it uh, as a casual reader. I'm, I won't say I'm like a still a big reader. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. I also watch uh, these small reels uh, in past two, three months. I'm also getting into that. Uh, not so proud of it, but yes. Uh, all of them kind of trigger a different kind of a reaction or like... A, thing in your head for example when i'm listening to a podcast it's so passive like or listening to a book it keeps going on so you don't have enough time to like stop ponder over it read back again which you can do in a book somehow this uh, pressing button to pause is not so natural for me at least so i feel with book i will read a page think about it and then start reading again and then once i'm done with that whole chapter i'll if i've stopped reading the book Still, like you can think about it, but uh, but with podcast, you can't like usually it, it keeps going on. Usually, you never end up stopping too much. Like, book. I see, I've never I... thought of it that way. This is that's a very new perspective that I've heard. Yeah. Sorry, Pari, go ahead. I'm saying my perspective is like the opposite of, opposite of that. So, I actually, um, right now, just because of other priorities haven't been doing a lot, but I would say maybe like an year or so ago, I was very much into podcasts and I used to listen to a lot of them because I like the fact that if I, let's say, let's say I'm going for a walk and I get distracted for two minutes, I could always rewind and listen to that part again. Hmm. So like for, for people who, like you said, like it's very passive. So for people who enjoy being passive learners and not having to put in a lot of effort, Podcast for me worked pretty great. Yeah, I I, I use uh, I listen to one podcast a couple maybe, but like one that I listen to every week is Cultaholic for wrestling. Um, do you what podcast app are you using? Google Podcasts. I I switch back and forth between like Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. I think I think the thing is it all depends on which app I see first because the podcasts I listen to are available on both platforms, so it's not like there's one podcast that is yeah. very one particular like podcast is like exclusive but i'll tell you the one i really loved so there's a podcast called um brand wars or sorry i think it's called business wars by wondery and they basically speak about like instagram versus tiktok and then um i'm trying i'm like i'm blanking oh yeah they even had a podcast on wwe versus aew so basically pick businesses that have been at war or been each of those biggest competitors for the longest time and they walk you through the entire journey of how it all came about so that's why that's been i'd say like that's my favorite podcast till now and then because yeah and because i love conan o'brien um i he has a yeah conan needs a friend so that is another podcast i listen to quite used to listen to pretty often Conan Needs a Friend is a nice podcast and Conan is actually very sympathetic or uh, he's interested in wrestling. Like he, so there was Mm -hmm. an episode with a wrestler named Dan Housen who was an internet Mm -hmm. meme essentially for his demon makeup and like, but he's a good wrestler. So he's he's on AEW right now um, and like he was on Conan's uh, podcast and he said that his character is inspired by Conan 
and more devilish things and like you know he puts teeth in people's mouth <laughs> and and conan was like so you were inspired by me to do all this <laughs> and he wanted to do something with them but aw didn't materialize it which i feel like is a big loss yeah. like, that they didn't they could have integrated conan o'brien really he's really good man yes i think he's one of the he's probably the best late night show yes host yeah him i think or he John's to bring out the best in his host in his guests actually sorry yeah Actually, I'll you mentioned John Stewart. I'm yeah, a he's, huge. John Stewart is not a late night. He's a morning. He does like a lot of like political political commentary. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm a he's huge amazing. Uh, but I'll tell you one more person who I think I don't think a lot of people know about him, but people who lo- know about him love him. It's uh, Graham Norton. He hosts. Uh, a, I mean, he's based out of the based out of UK. UK, dude. Yeah, we know. Like Graham Norton show is amazing because. Now what he does is he gets these celebrities and he gets like four or five people together and like he came uh, on I think Seth Meyers or something recently and he talked about why he does that is because like no uh, no shade to the live studio audience but the people who come they don't care who they are but they care like who the other people on the couch are with them and they are more open to having those kind of conversations. Like deeper conversations with them, which is very interesting. Have you seen Graham Norton? No, I have seen a lot of his clips on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like this whole world of late night show has been opened up to me only because of YouTube same, and YouTube same, clips. Same, 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 same. Since the past uh, six, seven years, or maybe even more. Maybe even during uh, our college time, I remember Jimmy Fallon had just taken over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he had done the first uh, dancing uh, video with Will Smith on the very first episode, and me and Weber watched it together. I I think so. And really? uh, I don't remember this. But anyway, it was super Jimmy, fun. And Jimmy Fallon, pay your writers. Hashtag WGA strong. There's um, a strike going on. Writers Guild of America strike. Against. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the 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 very famous one who was in the nine, 1990s. Uh, yeah, Johnny Carson. So do you guys know about the fight that Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien had? Yep, yep, yep. So for those of you who don't know, so Johnny Carson used to host the late night show. And that was when the late night show became, was at its like peak in terms of popularity. And he raised the show to such a huge level that it was all, it became a thing that anybody who will replace him has to be that good. And um, at first it was supposed to be this guy called Dave, David Letterman, who everybody loved and adored. Um, but in, but like a bunch of things happened due to which Jay Leno took over instead. And David Letterman was forced, like decided to leave NBS, uh, sorry, NBC and went to CBS, like two different networks in the US. So that's when like this fight began. Whereby, you know, Jay Leno, who many people thought should not be the next in line, ended up taking Johnny Carson's post. There's always little some friction over there. And then these two guys who were contemporaries of their time used to compete with each other. Then a few years later, Colin O'Brien came. Again, he he started off with NBC. NBC is the network that made Friends and all uh, Seinfeld and a bunch of other popular series. So Everybody started loving Conan and he was supposed to be the one who would take over from Jay Leno, which he did, except Jay Leno um, continued to work with the same network and ended up taking Conan O'Brien's prime spot, due to which Conan O'Brien had to forego his show, give it back to Jay Leno, and then he also had to move out. So now when like all these late, these popular late night show talk about other late night, late night show hosts, they, they all kind of dislike Jay Leno, which was so surprising for me to hear because growing up in India, you would you would get the sense that Jay Leno is probably the best because, you know, that was the show that used to, used to we grew up watching. But it's crazy how not any, not a lot of people like him. Yeah, that what, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Apparently. I'm, I'm sorry, Baba. I'm going to 
you are doing but like whatever you're doing you are completely out of the camera most of the I'm time li- i'm listening i'm listening don't worry like it's, it's I I'm, I'm were... scratching the tattoo that's like oh. I, i can't so. i thought you were texting jail i know yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it looks like you're texting i i, I was i was like uh, t- telling jail i know ki hey listen this parthish fella is like slandering your name jay you got to come here and like take over so I, <laughs> Like I, I was snitching but, to Jay Leno, but you guys should watch like some of some of these like you know old um, episodes of these hosts from like the late nineties, early two thousands. I think much much funnier than what we what we see today. The ones that how, I like the most. So I got enough. How come we had uh, nothing like this in India? Like, we uh, did. It was we, just on a few different channels. You know what we had in India. Uh, Shaker Sumon had a show called Movers and Shakers. Shakers. Yes, my parents used to watch. And I think I, I, I actually I don't have an answer as to why we don't have something like this in India. Maybe because we did not have as many celebrities as Hollywood had back in the nineties. So we could only have like Shahrukh Khan or Amir Khan, Amitabh Bachchan come on come on a show. And maybe because of and maybe not many networks were trying it out because sometimes you you often need competition to like. keep giving it your best so if you have just one show mm. i think this, this used to come on sony so if there's only one show mm. and you don't have a ton of competition either you know either like something not high quality will still pass because you're the only show in that genre or maybe you'll give up thinking oh other networks are not doing it so why should we do it but i think now they're trying to they're trying to do it like with uh, a lot of online series so hopefully i mean you have the kapil dance. sharma show which is your indian like big indian tv show yeah sort of but it's like more of it's it's definitely not late night though it's like more entertainment there's a lot of yeah. gags yeah it's more like afternoon television i mean it does come on in the evening though what makes a late night show a late night show it's it's on late night it's at it's at yeah. 11 o'clock 11:30 12 no but like in uh quality and content wise or uh, what they talk about is there any difference the humor i think because they have a schedule like 5 days a week or something like that so generally they'll have a news segment they'll have some guests promoting a movie or a book or whatever and they'll and then jimmy fallon was the one who kind of started copying youtube games into late night which a lot of i think some shows have stepped away from that actually they they're not doing games and stuff Uh, Stephen Colbert, yeah. like he just he just talks to his people and he's great. Yeah, I think it's enough to answer. To I don't know what Web have said. I think one of course is like it's literally late at night. So I think that I think they as work with the assumption that they are going out to a mature audience, which means that they can speak about things which otherwise it's an adult you know, audience. Yeah, it's an adult mm-hmm. audience. Um, they they have some political commentary. They speak about what's happening in the country. they'll get get somebody who has like a movie or a book coming out so yeah that's pretty much it okay pretty literal <laughs> pretty literal uh by basis yeah pretty literal yeah. late night but it it has its own charm and i i totally see it it's a whole thing like it the idea i guess is that prime time is 10 pm people have gone out worked and then gone out in the evening and come back and they want to wedge out yeah. so they'll wedge out in front yeah. of like in the dark in front of the late night show and chill and have some yeah. relaxing uh tv time true although i i i don't know if like something like this would continue to be popular in years to come because i think a lot of adults these days are you know trying to sleep early trying to wake up early go hit the gym that yeah. that influencer lifestyle everybody's trying to live that <laughs> so maybe the host late night shows might have to be pushed up become like i mean late evening show no late night shows they found their second audience via like on demand right like via youtube and stuff yeah yeah i think i think a lot of these pretty much every show that is on a major network and i could, i'm i could be living in a bubble and making a statement but i think at least here in like the bay area it's people are consuming content at their own time at their own pace through youtube hmm. 
it's definitely we are, we are no longer living in a world where you have to get everything finished by 9 pm because at 9 pm your favorite show is going to come on you no longer have to like fight for the remote you yeah. no longer have to completely space out for the 30 minutes to catch your favorite show now everything you're streaming through youtube and netflix and everything else which is interesting because like when we were younger like i remember having that exact same problem with family members especially when you lived in a joint family i was you know i was living in a family of 15 people in one house so and we had multiple TVs, thankfully, but like, um, it was, you couldn't sometimes just watch what you wanted to watch. It's such a, it's such a stark difference to the more to now, like when everybody has their own phone that they watch stuff on. Yeah. Now, I still remember on a Sunday when I, I was like around 10 or 12, Shakti Man used to come. Yeah. And I used to watch during that time every Sunday and once my bhua, my uh, aunt had come uh, so she wanted to watch uh, some other show during that time like Chitrahar or something like that and then we had a fight over it like I am this 12 year old uh, kid and she's decided with 30 year old or 40 year old lady who's like no I want to watch it and then <laughs> then I, I fought and I took the remote so she went out and switched off the uh, the electric electricity main switch to tell me that electricity has gone and it will only come back if we watch Chitrahar now. Did she go you 12, not 5? <laughs> oh man, this, this is so ridiculous. But then these are the silly fights which people yeah, did just to like watch what they wanted to watch. But now we have so much freedom, man. It's just absolute yeah. freedom. You can... You can watch anything anytime. You can literally even work for from anywhere anytime. You can be friends with people from anywhere anytime. There is too much. There is a lot of freedom which we have been avoided. Same like you don't have to own a car when you can get a car in two minutes. I yeah. mean that's my convenience actually. I don't want to deal with all this parking and even like insurance and inst- uh, installments and all this bullshit. Now, do you do you use Uber a lot? Yes, I use Bolt a lot actually. Every second or third day, either I'm super late from a show or I I, I can't make it to the second show from the first show. So I end up taking a Uber or a Bolt. Mm. Usually Bolt. Yeah. While you were talking, I realized that coming back to the discussion about, you know, watching things at your own pace. I think that's also the reason why families probably aren't as tight as they used to be. Because earlier, even though you would fight, you would have no other option but to sit together and watch something. Now, everybody is watching, consuming content on their own device. If like, this is like one TV and four people, which is kind of uh, making everything very fragmented. But yeah, I mean, fam- see, if, with families, what it happens is there's always that power dynamic that, or a hierarchy that's in place, right? And if, you're, if yeah. you're willing to respect that, then you can have all the family time you want. Right? But people aren't willing to respect that, right? Because people are loving their freedom. Uh- yeah, so that, it also depends on what you do. For example, like recently my mom and I started a thousand piece puzzle and then we took tw- 13 days to finish it. And we spent some wow. time on it every day together. And sometimes alone also, like she's working at it and I'm working at it. And then simultaneously, she sees me working and she'll join me. I see her working, I'll join her. Right. And for 13 days, we spent a lot of time together. And now we have another thousand piece puzzle that we ordered that's just come because it's a fun, it was really fun. It's a really, really fun. So we want to do it more, right? You can still have that family unit. It's just that I think the freedom that has been brought about with access to content and other things and your own device and everything. And also the fact that I'm a 31-year-old man who's now like telling my parents, nah, listen, you can't treat me like a child anymore and we need to figure out a, an adult relationship. You can... You'll have to find other things because the content is making the TV no longer the central point of focus. Yeah. Right. So instead you have to do other things with your life and which I think is good. I don't think I want to sit down in front of a TV anymore. I haven't sat down in front of a TV in a long time. Though I sit in front of a screen every day. You realize how when you were when you were sharing about like doing puzzles with your mom, we've reached that age where now we have to find activities to bond with our parents. Yeah. And it's no longer a case of like just living your life to bond with them. Because we are, we are now like very different human beings, have a very different identity than 
you know, the, than the ones that our parents had. And as children, that wasn't a thing. Like your identity was what your family or, or your parents stood for, which is insane to think about. Yeah, there was a time in between when my habit, like to get together with my parents and just sit down and have fun, was to drink with them. <laughs> then I stopped drinking and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's let's do the puzzle, ma, ma, ma drink, chodo, whiskey, chodo. let's come <laughs> come do the puzzle. <laughs> I actually have a picture of her because 12 days, right? So they have once or twice a week, they'll sit down to drink together. So um, there's a picture that I have with her holding her drink and working at, working at the puzzle. Like the most Majani life, the most urban mom picture ever. Like she's she's got a drink in her hand and she's working on a puzzle. Nice. Did you guys play any uh, board games growing up with your with your families? Yeah. Yes. Lots. Lots. Which ones? The classics, all of them. Ludo. So Ludo and Snakes and Ladders and Sounds Chess good. and all those. Uh, guess who was a big thing that my mom... So my mom and I guess my dad also were very oh. kind to me as far as getting me access to video games and board games. Right? Like they, they tried to push me with everything actually. So like... I've been in sports, dance, and theater, and but also like I gravitated to video games and board games and all and books. So with board games, we had Guess Who. Uh, have you played Guess Who, either of you? I yeah, might have, but I've forgotten the game. So it's basically uh, it's a board. You have you have a board. Oh with, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, so twenty five to thirty people. people. And you ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, you have to ask questions to get to the character. Yeah. So I think the game in the US is called 20 questions. It's all, there's also guess who in the US, but like it's 20 questions to figure out who, the, who you're talking about or something, which is a lot of fun. Um, any other board games that we played uh, game of life a lot. We played risk a couple of times. Uh, we played monopoly and monopoly. Oh my. We, uh, monopoly. The all of us have played in college. Monopoly almost broke our friendship. <laughs> Multiple times. I don't think uh, it, it uh, ever broke it. Of course, uh, we we used to take it very seriously. Yeah, I used to take it very seriously. In the end, there were gangs and groups of like who were aligning with whom all the time. Uh, but yeah, but it's completely fine. It's it's, it's human yeah. nature, you know. Like Pe- people uh, get weirdly but- competitive about Monopoly. Like I have a family member who I was talking to like years ago. I mentioned that hey, you know, I spent twelve hours on a Monopoly game with my friends. And they they had to one up me. They're like, oh, come back when we talk. Uh, come back when you spend real money. Like, hey, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to give me that property. Uh, okay, that defeats the point of the game. But go ahead, man. Those monopoly days. Yeah, in the, in that moment, it used to be very intense. But I feel like the next day when we would wake up. After having played the entire night and slept through the day, we'd definitely go get pizza. And that used to be like our, that used to like strengthen our bond as friends. We used because to get pizza and get it delivered. Oh, yeah, so we used to, we used to get it delivered. But yeah, those Monopoly days were one of my, one of my most like treasured memories and highlights from college days. We played it in Wilson Garden, in my house. We, we used to play in Soba also. We so, played yeah. it in Speedside. We played it everywhere else. I think it was in the hostel where it, it it began. And then we used to do it. We used to play it everywhere. Hostel? I don't think we did it in the hostel, did we? You know, we did. We used to play who, it in the who hostel. Who had a copy of Monopoly in hostel? We kept it with you for, for uh, later on, but we bought it very early on. As yeah, yeah. In the second semester. Me. With me, I have no recollection of this. I remember we played yeah. Monopoly Deal a lot, which I think Ronak introduced me to. And that was perfect. Like it was Monopoly, but in 15 minutes. Like a yeah. game lasts 15 minutes. Beautiful. Nowadays, of course, <laughs> this is the game Dungeon I play. Master. Wow. Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah, look at the size of this book, guys. When are we playing our first D&D game? So I... I'm planning to, like, now I've wanted to do this podcast with you um, first. And I want to do that episode. I want to do his one-shot game. So basically, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll write a session. I'll write a story, uh, which will last about two hours or so. Right? And and I'll have to teach you enough how to play, which will take about 15, 20 minutes. Um, and and so we'll I'll teach you... B- 
we might actually i'll i'll figure out a format because i want to i want to be serious about recording games with people and i want to switch from you know interviewing people about their work life balance like i used to care about the work life balance when i didn't have it i feel like i have it now <laughs> so i'd rather just engage people in this hobby and it's a lot of fun pari what you and i can do is we can create your character so let, yes. let's 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 do it now show him your dice by the way oh yeah i am um, these are my dnd dice which has been gifted to me by webhub for our first game which i will be playing with him mm-hmm. and super fancy bag yeah yeah I'm one of the best bags i have right now <laughs> but i can only put dice in that and uh, Nice. Wow. Pretty I feel like fancier ones also somewhere, uh, which are of metal. Uh, I, I see. Well. Yeah. So I bought like thirty, thirty-five sets of dice or something. Had them delivered to Nav from AliExpress because they were so cheap. They were like one dollar for a set of dice, or something mm-hmm. like that. One and a half dollars or something for a set of dice. Nice. Whereas if you go to your friendly local gaming store, your FLGS party, it'll probably cost you like five dollars or something to buy a set of dice. Right, but you have the act. You have the option of going to a place and playing in person. Like playing in person is a different feel altogether. But why not? That's what I want to do. Why? Why not? I should just introduce you to the game at least. So, the game like Dungeons and Dragons is the most popular game in a category of games called TTRPG, tabletop. role playing game okay mm-hmm. so it's a board game without a board it's a pen and paper game uh okay. essentially what happens is i'm going to tell you a bedtime story okay i'm going okay. to tell you a bedtime story but you are the hero of that story and so if and you want to go to bed can't yeah and you have to tell me uh what are the heroic things you're doing right so we're going to imagine this story together of you being this hero we're going to create a character for you and give it like superpowers and stuff right and you'll be the hero of that story and we will tell a story across 2 hours or you know for people who play longer games 30 years there are people who tell there are people <laughs> who play like one story for 30 years that's an extreme example but i am right now two and a half years into a story with the same group of people our finale is tomorrow actually uh finale wow. of the second arc second tier they're going to reach oh, so halfway point no 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 <laughs> well we don't play very frequently we end up playing like once a month or so we've had about 52 or 53 games in two and a half years but still 52 or 53 games of two hours each that's a lot that's yeah. that is a lot yeah. that is commitment yeah so uh essentially you play the hero and mm. i play the world i play everything else i play the people you meet the witches you deal with the dragons you slay the zombies you cut down you know the 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 weird quirky magician who sells you a wand of smiles that you can just wave at somebody and force them to smile for 60 seconds that's an actual item right and what and this genre of game like called ttrpg there are thousands of them each of them catered to the type of story you want to tell so dnd is based on those lord of the rings going on heroic adventures fighting demons and gods and all that stuff it's is those types of stories and based on that i've been building like my own game my old own world with a lot of de- details so you can choose to tell me what kind of hero do you want to be and i will make a story for that accordingly we will make your character and whenever you try to do something that is a chance of failure and i try to do something to you that has a chance of failure we are going to roll dice to see what happens oh, and to I... make it fair that's the game nice that does i can i i totally see why people would be home don't games like these now do you want to talk about like so far your minimal experience with dnd your own character creation and all that like do you want to give a little bit or you want to save that for our podcast uh i can give a little bit of uh, my experience with dnd I have never played D&D as of now but I've heard about it so much 
from people around me, especially Weber, in past 10, 15 years. And even in pop culture, it comes across a lot. And uh, this was something which I always felt that I will like because I do like strategic game as well as uh, good stories. And it's a combination of that. And uh, I've heard some of the story arcs, which sometimes Weber have mentioned it to me. And I also think when you are playing it with multiple people who are also doing things with you, I think it also gives you the similar experiences or high which we were getting. Yeah. You know. Like, because if you're playing a one-player game like we would for a podcast, right? Like, you are interacting with me all the time, which is a different type of story than, you know, you interacting with another player. Because the, the powers that you have and the agency that you have to do comedy and do stupid shit, right? The other player also has. And so the oh, table can become a lot of fun because everybody's joking around. Are you calling now stupid? Because that I think that's offensive. No, no, I, I'm fine with that. But I was thinking maybe we can even have a three-way D&D game. Possibly. I would love to introduce you both to the... So, see, what I would do is, now, we made your character, right? I'm going to place that character in my world at a time and point, at a time and place, time and location, correct? So, what I generally do is, whenever I'm playing with somebody else, I try to match up the time and location so that these characters can organically meet in the story. So when Pari, we create your character, I'll place you in the similar time and location that I planned for Nav. So I I, I, yeah. I I'll tell you what the idea is for Nav. Like uh, his character is a character who flies or who can fly, right? And so the the story I'm building for him is he's in a location where there are sky islands, and to get to a sky island, you you have to fly very far and very fast, which takes a lot of energy. He doesn't have the ability to, but he needs to get to that sky island. Why does he need to get to that sky island? What is he going to find there? What kind of uh, barriers are in his way? Those are still to be decided. But that's the rough idea that I have of a story for Nav. Interesting. Sky island meaning islands that float. Yeah. yeah. What Nav, what made you want to pick a character that flies? I don't know. Uh, It's a fantasy of mine. I I wanted to always fly and have wings, kind of. It will be a fun thing to do in this fantasy world where I can choose whatever character I want it to be. So I chose flying. Uh, And what about you, Pari? If you had some fantasy character power which you really wanted to have, what what it would be? What would you choose? See, flying is a great one. Um, but because I want it to be relatable, I would want a character that would have unlimited energy. So this is a character which does not need sleep at all and can just like keep going on with life as if nothing happened. Basically oh, character sure. who... That's super simple. So, so, okay. So I've told you what RPGs are. What is D&D? D&D is not a game. It's a game system. What that means okay. is it's a set of rules to help us tell these kinds of stories. So for you, if you want a character who doesn't sleep, okay, there are fantasy elves. There's a race of uh, character called elf. And elves every night, they don't need to sleep eight hours. Instead, they spend four hours doing some sort of light activity in a trance. You can sit and meditate, you can read books, blah, 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 whatever. But it's like four light hours a day. And it's a big advantage that elf players have over other players. So we can make an elf character for you. I see. Right. Yeah. Now, so add on something to that. Do you want to have magic or do you want to like be like buff? Like, would you rather move a mountain by lifting it up or by teleporting it using your magic powers? Hmm. By lifting it up. By lifting it up. Okay. Um, If I gave you the option between lifting up a 10,000, a 10,000 ton mountain or running up the mountain in 10 seconds, what would you choose? Running up the mountain in 10 seconds. Okay. Would you like to, uh, when you've come across, uh, you know, yetis on this mountain who are trying to stop Mm -hmm. you, would you like to beat them up with your fists or with weapons? Secret option three. I would like to invite them to a party. Party with them. (laughs) Would would you want to... He would like to do magic. He would like to do magic. Looking at the way he's talking, I think he would. 
the way okay so i'm just switching now so if you're going to invite them to a party with you mm-hmm. would would you want to play music to them uh play like a like a late show with them uh would you like to uh play, play music. what kind of how would you like to entertain them mm, serve them like food and drinks play music engage with them in social conversations basically make them have the time of their lives so that they need to go get sleep for like a long amount of time and i can go and get the work done that i was trying to do because you are sleepless okay yes because mm. i don't need sleep okay and how scientific uh, like are you more engineering or are you more like um you know design yeah choose one technical or non technical non technical non technical you want to play a bard we will make you an elf bard okay Okay. So I'll I'll just read out bards to you a little bit. Well, I would have to go now. Uh, like, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, we can actually stop yeah. the podcast here. Like, we've been talking for about fifty. We've been recording for about fifty-one minutes or so, which is great. But uh, if anybody actually listened to this and had fun, thank you so much uh, for listening to this. I am planning to do that RPG show with both of these wonderful gentlemen, uh, these jiggery yars of mine. and i want you to look forward to that uh pari to close out our conversation would you have any parting thoughts are you excited about our coming game um and what are you looking forward to in the coming week i'm very excited to play dnd um what am i looking forward to doing in the in the coming week is we have a holiday here on monday yeah. so sorry yeah holidays yeah Yeah, we also had that Monday holiday, man. I yeah. didn't know about it till Thursday, and then I found out, and I was so happy. I was like, "Yeah, nice." So I'm looking forward to playing golf over the next two days, like over one of the holiday days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, stay hungry, stay foolish. Oh fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> Now, what about you? What are you looking forward to the next week? uh for now this weekend i have like a lot of shows like i do today and to tomorrow so i'm very excited about that and then next week uh uh yeah we might have some announcements in my company uh, e-commerce company where i work so no 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 work no work no work but yeah lots of shows if you are in the berlin general area look up nav jain on instagram find out where he is performing and go see him Oh yeah. For me, I've uh, I've got these shows to put out and to edit and stuff, and a lot of other things. <laughs> so we're gonna end this conversation here. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next time. Say bye, everybody. See ya.